Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just Gaming Ting's podcast, where we bring an all-queer perspective on video games, gaming news, and nerdy stuff every Saturday live at twitch.tv, just gaming things, <laughs> sorry, gaming teens, at, at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the next day on YouTube and your favorite podcast services. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Pants, and I'm here with all my lovely, lovely co-hosts. Uh, let's start from the top left, Dad. Hello. Hi. Hi. Ruby. Hi. <laughs> I'm Ruby. Hello. How is everybody? <laughs> hey, hello, I'm Spin. I'm also here. Yes. Coming at you with Giant Unicorn, our our occasional oh. co-host. Absolutely. Love we love to see it. That's what we need today. <laughs> Unicorn is our fifth co-host for the day. He has a lot of opinions on all the gaming things. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for all of them. That's why he's so big. He's full of opinions. Oh. <laughs> well, love that. Love that. Uh, <laughs> happy um, Queer Wrath Month. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday month to me. Happy Queer Wrath Month. Yeah. We love to see it. I just end at the end of June. <laughs> 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 Turns out we're we're all still queer, right? Could you believe? Could you imagine? Imagine <laughs> if we were like werewolves and it was just like the end of Pride. We all just go to being straight. Oh, <laughs> the worst. We're just like going out. <laughs> we like wash off all the rainbows and it's just like black and white. Oh no, we melt away. Yeah, we no, just melt no. away and become goo for the rest of the year. Oh, not that. Not wheel. Oh, my God. We're coming at you live from the goo pile. Uh, no, not that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you finished it. What do you mean I started this? <laughs> we did start. <laughs> Should we talk about some gaming things? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe. Before we become just gooming tings. Uh, no, no, <laughs> you, you can't. No, you can't Where's play that me for that one. Ending? Absolutely not. You know, maybe I quit. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I hate it here. Maybe I hate it here. Maybe this is Spin's last episode. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the unicorn needs to come on instead for today. Ah! Oh my god. I just put him in the chair. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. I did find something interesting for this week. So, y'all know it's it's hard to get a ps5 like oh is literally, it? <laughs> literally like nobody has a ps5 <laughs> no 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 one whatsoever just fades into it the ether <laughs> <laughs> but for gamestop 
they're apparently locking the PS5 uh, pre-orders behind their paid subscription service. So, like, y'all know, it's been a while since I've been to a GameStop, but when you go to a GameStop, like, the, the employees are, like, required to ask you. And I've, I've worked in similar stores, so I know how much, like, managers are, like, pressuring employees to ask every single person to join the, the paid subscription service because mm-hmm. I've been there. I get it. But it can be like very like predatory because mm-hmm. like employees are like pressured so so hard to make numbers and like that ends up with like people cutting corners and like not fully explaining to you like like how it is. I feel like a lot of those programs are just inherently predatory. And with with the scarcity of the PS5, like, they're basically, like, since stock is so limited, basically the only way you can even get a chance uh, to get one from GameStop is if you are a pro member with GameStop. And I just thought that that sounded really, ooh, just, like, really off. And I wanted to get y'all's thoughts and opinions on it. Okay, so as a person that was a pro member for, like, 50 billion years, um, I think it's interesting that they would put it behind their paid subscription, but also at the same time, it it would be nice if they didn't only sell bundles, because people were saying that the cheapest bundle was, like, $600, mm-hmm. and all of the bundles that they were selling were either like 750 or you were required to buy something else with it like GameStop cards or like even like the computer parts for like a whole monitor mm-hmm. so like I feel like if they at least wanted to only have it behind their paid subscription they should at least you know like not have the bundles be the way they are right I will say though that I bought mine on the bundle because I was very desperate, and I guess that's why. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but mine did come with like, you know, Spider Man and Demon Souls, two controllers, and I think like the webcam, which is the only thing that I didn't need. So it's just like you know, at least it wasn't too bad. <laughs> but it is like, uh, you really should not. Like, I feel like it's just in general, like, a lot of companies now have been doing bundles, but even, like, putting it, like, a bundle and then a paywall is just, like, what are you doing? Right. I understand it's the yearly expense, but, like, maybe not everybody's going to GameStop enough to want that or want the Game Informer magazine that they always offer, you know, like half the time I don't go to GameStop, really. I found other outlets. So it just is like, I don't know. I really, I get it because I guess they want more people to probably go into their membership. Maybe it's like slacking is my thought too. But it's also like, this is not a great way to go about it. Because then it's like, if you wanted more people, like it's already hard enough getting the rewards back, I feel uh, so I feel like you just have to, like, boost that and everything, like, however dollar amount, you need to boost it up so people are, like, more inclined to buy stuff so they can actually use your points instead of, like, sitting on points and then just never use it. Right. Because yeah. I saved up points since, like, literally probably, like, 2010. And for me to only have, like, enough for, like, a $20 gift card, like, 
10 years later is a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of understand from the point of view of, like, this to me seems like it's a way for people to not... to. It's kind of like to avoid bots. And I can mm-hmm. see how... We don't know how what everything that's going on behind the scenes, but it could be one of those things where maybe Sony is being more careful about who they send their stuff to. And so they probably want... to make sure that they either have a system in place to make sure that actual customers are getting the consoles in their hands or if this is just a GameStop thing and they just want to be like greedy or which could be all of the above to be honest Um, because it was also like a thing here and and I thought it was very interesting uh, it wasn't like a paid subscription or anything, but there was only one singular retailer recently that got stock of PS5s, and they got it for like maybe like an hour or something. And it was like also like a bundle situation, like they only sold bundles. Um, so I wonder if that's more on Sony's side, and they're the ones kind of like, okay, we're gonna send this, but y'all need to sell to sell bundles rather than just a console it has to be this because we also need more copies of these games to go out to people so and they probably know that they can get away with it because nobody's really you know getting their hands on ps5s anyway so they're like oh i guess i'll get like a couple games out of this or a couple controllers out of this so i guess it will be worth it um so yeah i mean i can't really blame them too much i'm not a super fan of this because it's not very consumer friendly but at the same time considering the amount of like drama that is around like getting a ps5 to begin with this is honestly the first retail that came up with something that's decent enough to avoid bots you know what i mean it's like it's not perfect it's not great but at least it it gives people that actually want a ps5 for themselves an actual chance you know what i mean yeah i will definitely add to the um bundle situation i've been trying to get a you know 3060 or 3070 graphics card so (laughs) i'm on the new egg and every time they do like a new egg shuffle which is their way of being like maybe you might get randomly selected to buy whatever thing that you wanted to select on but i feel like all of theirs is also bundles too even for like whenever there's an occasional like PlayStation 5 or the Xbox series, uh, they're always like, oh, here's either like maybe the online card and like another uh, controller or something, but they always like bundle it. And same thing with like their graphics cards are like, oh, do you want like the whole like PC? Do you want just a motherboard? And it's like, I don't know if it's, that's just like the incentives now maybe just to like get either more money or anything i I do wonder like because i feel like not all retails like retailers are but like i know gamestop's always notorious for their bundles and i just wonder if like because of the scarcity of like a lot of objects now a lot of the products that maybe that's why they're doing a lot of bundles just to be like i don't know here's like another thing to you know get you to buy it (laughs) Maybe so, because, like, they they know that people are going to buy the PS5s anyway, because, like, everybody wants a PS5, and there's, like, no PS5s, mm-hmm. so, like, people are 
so desperate to get it that like they'll they'll get it like even if it comes in a bundle with something they might not necessarily want or mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i don't mind a bundle situation i love a good bundle like i i always love whenever i can get a console with a game but when it's like a console with a game and and a, a gamestop this much gamestop credit and i have to like pay a membership i'm just like <laughs> and i mean it's even so it's probably still cheaper than getting it from like the scalpers mm-hmm. on, like on ebay or whatever but like still it's just it it but it does feel kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> it does kind of feel like they're trying to extract as much money from the situation as possible. I mean, yeah, everybody is right at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you go on eBay, it's I, I, I was gonna say I feel bad, but like, I don't feel bad if you're like gonna if you're willing to spend like a thousand dollars for a PS Five. I'm like, girly. Yeah no don't do this yeah. <laughs> but i was tempted like the, the the problem with scarcity is that it actually kind of works like i was very tempted like when i saw on my um on my feed that there was a, a retailer that was selling it i was like oh, wig and then i i almost caught myself being like oh it's two games it's like it, the bundle was like ratchet and clank and then um i think it was like a 50 dollar PSN voucher situation. So I was like, ooh, that's kind of fierce. Like two games, you know, the console, whatever. But then I was kind of like, wait, but do I actually want it? Or am I just like, you know what I mean? Am I just falling into the hype of like, oh my God, it's available. So I, let me get it. And I was like, realistically, I'm not going to really be playing anything on it that I wouldn't either have the time for, to be honest, or like I, I would probably prioritize other things anyway. Um, so it definitely, it definitely unfortunately works, the scarcity model, but I wish they didn't go about it that way, you know? But yeah, definitely let us know. I would love to see, uh, our comments or our chat on Twitch, um, sound off on this one and and tell us what do you think. Um, we definitely have more stuff to talk about. And this one is also pretty juicy. Uh, so this is the topic that I brought uh today and i i've i've seen it on on twitter for over the past week and i thought it was very interesting to say the least um so as some of you may know uh, resident evil is coming out with a netflix show and um some they've sent out uh early i guess what would you say, early copies to people for a review, for them to watch and to make their mm-hmm. reviews. And um, a lot of the reviewers found that uh, there was an interesting thing in their embargo that uh, clarified that when people posted a review, they weren't allowed to talk about any real world politics. Um, so, I mean, it's not, you, you You don't have to be a genius to play a Resident Evil game and not think, and not see, like, the political undertones of it all. Um, especially, it's like, the, the series takes place in the U.S. and then talks about the occupation of, uh, you know, insert Middle Eastern nation here. Um, and it's like how do you not really compare 
Especially because usually those series and those and, and games and stuff like that, they usually have a little disclaimer that says like, this is all coincidental, like this is not supposed to, you know, this is not about real life events. So what's what's up with that? You know? And we always have that conversation over here, or not always, but we often have the conversations here about how games often are very political, yet sometimes developers choose to say like, oh, th no, <laughs> that was just, you know, art. We're not, that didn't, we didn't mean anything by that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dex last because we've talked about this briefly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's basically giving me very Capcom pulling um, a director of Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human because they literally use like racial undertones, like racial discrimination throughout Detroit Become Human, and we everybody was like, "Oh, this is such like a an interesting take and acknowledgement of what's going on." And then two seconds later, the director is like, "Oh, no, it does not have to do with anything of that." So it's like they, it's giving me very they want to capitalize off of what's actually happening in the real world, but they pose it as only fiction detached enough from reality so they can like use it as their own but it's like oh but there's no influence and it doesn't deal with that so it's like this really being that they're like oh it's not political and i'm like not that i'm the master at resident evil but i've i've seen the timeline i've seen like the synopsis of most of the games and there's obviously like the big thing with freaking capitalism with, like, the Umbrella Corporation and stuff. There's them having, like, the abroad occupations in different countries, whether fictional or not. And it's, like, there's always something with, like, a corrupt president and stuff like that. And you can't tell me that that's, like, not political. Like, heck, they're, like, in Revelation, it's, like, the, the upper class, higher class people have, like, a paradise while everybody else is suffering. And then guess what? Something happens to it. Like, you can't you can't tell me that. None of that is inspired by anything political when you have, like, a president involved and, like, a broad occupations involved. So mm. it just seems like a reach for me. Yeah. Like, it's, like, especially considering current events and, like, any kind of zombie story is going to be reminiscent of current events because, like global outbreak like you can't expect people to not come into this with a like a political lens and like mm -hmm. all all art is political all video games are political because like you can't come into creating art or creating a narrative without any kind of bias like you just can't like you would have to live under a rock your whole life and not know anything that's going on so i just it's so wild to me to be like, this is a series about a global pandemic and like a government conspiracy and like the occupation of a Middle Eastern country by the US, but it's super not political. Uh, yeah. Don't talk about politics when you're viewing it, please. <laughs> what are you going to talk just... about? <laughs> I think the funny thing for me is like, I feel like if they didn't mention that, I feel like it's not like a lot of 
reviewers necessarily would go into it anyway. I feel like only like a certain handful of people would. And it's also another thing where like them it, and and I feel like companies aren't don't really understand that, but like by them making a big deal out of the politics in the game by telling people not to talk about them, people now are talking about the fact that they told them not to talk about it, and it's a bigger exactly. deal than they probably wanted it to be in the beginning. So they could have just sent their codes to people. They could have just sent the series, and people would have reviewed it, and it would probably do really well. And now, guess what? The conversation is centered around the fact that they told people not to talk about politics in it. And you don't really hear like, "Oh, what is actually the what? What is the show about? How how good is it?" Like now, now people, the conversation is, "Huh, Capcom this did this really weird thing, and they told us not to talk about politics." So what's up with that? And then I, I love the way that um, we we have a, a source from PC Gamer. And I love that they kind of literally talked about politics. And they were kind of like, but I kind of, I guess I'm not really reviewing the show. But I'm not really talking too much about politics. So what's up with that? <laughs> so I love that. Like, they basically just, you know, they, they, they centered their piece around a reviewer's perspective which means that this person isn't either reviewing or really talking about the show or anything. So they're like, well, I can talk about it because guess what? I'm not reviewing it. But yeah. Pants, what do you think about this dream? I know. Well, (laughs) everything that everybody sees because I'm just like, literally, you can just not... You have to look at Resident Evil and it's like clear, just in your face, political, right? Like, as we've said. So I, do, I really do not understand why when it's also based around the president. It's like one of the main things for the show. I'm just like, so <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it, it just really does not add up. I don't know if they're just trying to like, I don't know, because you know how gamers are. A lot of gamers want to believe that nothing is political, even when it is right in their face. And then once you tell them that, then they're just, like, very angry about it. So I don't know if it's, like, trying to cater to that sort of audience, or if it is just, like, something else is going on that they just don't want to talk about it. But it's, like, it was so clear from the get-go, even when they were, you know... You just think Resident Evil, obviously it's going to be, once they show the trailer and the teaser, you knew kind of what the story was about to be. It's like, yes, of course it's going to be political. So how are you going to stand back and just be like, you know, don't talk about it or anything. Like, I don't know. if they Do they want it to be like a surprise? <laughs> it's not political, but surprise. We made it political. We just wanted to see. <laughs> imagine another thing that i dislike is the trend that we're seeing of people putting restrictions on embargoes as far as like the topics of conversation because it's one thing for whomever the creator of the content it doesn't have to be a game it can be a series whatever 
they're fully allowed to tell you like, hey, we're sending this early to you for you to review it. However, let's not talk about this. And usually when they say that it's to avoid spoilers or to avoid critical moments that they want to be a surprise for people. But this happened with The Last of Us Part 2 as well, where they were like, hey, don't talk about this thing. And people were like, well, this isn't really a spoiler. Uh, it's literally like the beginning of the game. And they were like, don't talk about it or don't don't mention certain things or whatever. And so people, especially marginalized creators, which usually are the ones impacted by these things, they're the ones kind of like talk they're put in a, in a position where they now they have to talk about it because they got the code early they got all that early and they kind of are like but i can't talk about the things that may be problematic about this because i'm not allowed to and i don't like that specific part of it because yeah you you're allowed to as a creator you're allowed to tell people to not mention certain things but at this point it's starting to seem like um, creators are the creators of, of games and stuff like that they're starting to almost use the embargo as almost like a way to censor reviewers um, mm. because if you think about it the average person reviewing this is not going to get it early so they're going to be able to talk about whatever they want but the major pub publications are the ones that are going to get it and I mean, you're more likely to find a review by a major publication than you are from just an average person or just a content creator not affiliated with any big publication. So it, it does feel like they're trying to, like, you know, tell a specific storyline or they're trying to prevent certain conversations from happening, in, especially in big, you know, platforms. And that is kind of worrying to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. It's, it's a really weird precedent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because with embargoes, are they like, are they like forever or like, because like I know there's timed ones where you can't release like a review after a certain point until like it comes out or a few days after. But like, if the people get it early, like, can they not talk about it like for a while with the embargo, like even after it comes out? My no, after it yeah. comes out, I believe they're able to, like, talk about all elements, but it's just, oh. like, the very first review embargo, they can't, they'll be limited. Right, yeah, exactly. I feel like, unless there's another contract out there, they're just like, do not talk about this. <laughs> right, unless they say that you're not allowed to, like, update the embark the, like the review or something like that which you probably should but like the problem is like a lot of people look for reviews either days before the show comes out or the game comes out to get an idea of like oh do i want to watch this or is this going to be worth it or even just in general like they see on their netflix like oh this show is coming soon they look it up and they see reviews of it and they're like oh let me look into it and as much as like after the fact maybe like people are allowed to update their review it's still not going to be some people are probably not going to go back to it and be like oh let me let me see what was written there or right. or whatever but i know with the last of us there were situations where um people just scored the game highly ignoring the things that they weren't supposed to talk about and they really never updated it anyway so for for a lot of that it's just kind of erase the fact that those things happen to begin with um mm. 
But yeah, usually they're just meant to restrict certain things like, hey, the game isn't out yet or like, you know, we, we're going to release an in-depth trailer or we're not going to introduce this character or don't talk about that. But it seems yeah. excessive to say the least. At that point, I just, I would rather have the great game, 7 out of 10, instead of like, <laughs> instead of it being like, oh, 9.8 out of 10, because it's so great, but we can't talk about the reasons why we don't like it, so we're scoring it highly based off of admitting the things we hate. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Right. right. Or dancing around the subject, basically. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in other news, I brought the topic of one of the, I feel like one of the most, like, influential, I would say, VTubers out there. Uh, Kiryu Koko just graduated July 1st, which is very, very sad because she's only been around for, like, a year and a half, which is wild. And I would say she's been, like, why I say influential is because she is also kind of a reason why a lot of people probably got into VTubers in general because she speaks a little bit of English and Japanese. So she tries to do like multilingual sometimes to also cater to like everybody. So I think that got a lot of people like English, you know, speakers in and introduced them to the world of VTubing. Um, and also I should state that she's part of uh Hololive, which is one of the big the the biggest ones. <laughs> um, and she's part of like I think the fourth generation as well. So uh still pretty like new, but like not too like OG at the at the same time. But she also kind of paved the way for Hololive English, which uh is almost a year since they've been around as well. So she like really paved that way for them. And it's kind of sad to kind of just see her just go. And it and graduation just means like they they're done with like VTubing. And it could be for anything, but a lot of speculation I will say was that maybe there was something with in like within the company, but that's speculation. I will not <laughs> add anything to it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody has thoughts on that, but I was just really sad when I, I woke up early and watched a bit, and it was really sad to just see her do, like, her little morning Coco show, and then it was, like, bringing on, like, all the generations just to talk to her, um, then once we got to her generation, everybody was crying, and I was, like, crying. <laughs> and then yeah. they ended it with a, a little concert, which was kind of iconic, actually. <laughs> Um, oh, and then her channel is not going anywhere, so everybody could still like see all the archived um, events and like the graduation as well, which is really nice. But as a VTuber, I had to talk about it because it was very much, I feel like, a hot topic and blew up on all oh, social platforms. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like I. I haven't like seen a lot of her content, but like I imagine like for her fans especially, it's like really sad. <laughs> but yeah. like I kind of I kind of get it because like I feel like a lot of people who have that amount of success like can kind of either like overstay their welcome and then like the internet turns on them or like uh, they just kind of like fade into the background and keep doing their thing but like not as many people are watching them and I think 
I think there's kind of something cool about just like coming in, making a huge splash, like being huge on the internet, and then just like stepping away at your peak. Like I think there's kind of something cool about that. Um, I I imagine though it's it's really sad for her fans, and like I hope that even if like she's not creating content like as Kiri Coco, like hopefully she'll. She'll do something else, maybe. I don't. I don't know. But, but yeah, that's that was kind of my thoughts on it. This to me kind of reads as like the person hired to play this character was hired. It seems like this is like a company situation, right? It's not mm-hmm. like it's oh, like a absolutely. studio situation. So, to be honest, it's probably like their contract was probably just a year and a half, and. Yeah. It was one of those things where, without wanting to speculate or anything, it seems like it would be cheaper for the company to just hire someone new that would take a a lesser, like a lower paycheck and just create a new character rather than paying this person more because they probably wanted to negotiate and they probably wanted to ask for more money considering how successful they are. And the problem with a lot of big studios, especially as they head into the content creator space, um, is that they kind of underpay people for their work. Uh, Because in the beginning, and, and this reminds me immediately of Grace Helbig, this was like way back when YouTube was starting to make a big splash so basically there was this network and they hired her to make daily videos monday through friday and they paid her an amount of money that she wouldn't get if she just got started on youtube right the problem is after a while she kind of overgrew the amount of money that she was making viewership wise and they weren't updating her because that was the contract that they had. So whenever she wanted for more money, they didn't. They basically fired her, but they still owned her. So all the archives are still there, but it's not her channel anymore. And she had to start a new one. So for me, it kind of reads as that. It's like, hey, here's the gig. You probably wouldn't make this much if you just got started as a VTuber, but we can, you know, we pay you this much. And then after a while, she was probably the person playing the character was probably like, hmm, what if I get more money because my character is very successful and they're like well no and that's probably it like realistically that's probably it um that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah i don't know because obviously we don't know their contracts or anything Mm -hmm. but it's just the same thing with like twitch where the main thing is obviously everybody else the super chats for youtube where they get tips uh for revenue so i don't know exactly like if it's just like that kind of situation where it's like all the tips and then like only a percentage of it goes to the company um and then the rest of the percentage goes to the vtuber who's acting but there's like they still have like their original vtubers as well so there's been a few that have either retired or graduated. Um, so I don't know exactly. A lot of people are speculating just because she recently talked. Well, it wasn't recently. But I think it was like earlier this year. She kind of got like suspended for a little bit um, mm-hmm. because she talked about, I guess, analytics. And she said that Taiwan was its own country, which upset a lot of Chinese 
viewers as well. And then Hollow Life has like a whole China branch as well. Um, so oh, there's a lot of speculation as to like why, because it kind of just like came out of nowhere. Uh, so we don't know if it was just like she stepped down, if it was like a contract, if it is anything, you know, there's so many different factors for it. Um, but that was definitely one thing where everybody was just like, oh no, because it got brought back up again, which it was just like, is this maybe something why? Because a lot of Chinese viewers and everything were like trying to get her just like completely just gone after that because they were so upset about it. Yeah, I'm here like for the scandal and the drama. Mm -hmm. So I'm here for her to like hire someone to make her like a brand new model and she's like under a name that's kind of like similar to the one that she used to have but not really under her own channel and then she can be like fuck everybody <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be pretty yeah, iconic. Iconic. I'm here for the scandal and the drama I'm here for that <laughs> right so I wish her the best you know at least like there's still the memories of her and everything but she definitely was like she is pretty iconic honestly she really was out there doing the thing and even you know even though she's gone with from us right now you know it's still very <laughs> iconic and i feel like people are gonna still think about her still for like few years anyway we love to see it we love to see it <laughs> Well, um, speaking of going out, um, <laughs> um, so a Minecraft, a Minecraft, Microsoft engineer stole $10 million by selling Xbox gift cards for Bitcoin. Um, Vladimir Vashuk was sentenced to nine years in prison and will be charged restitution of $8.3 million. So basically, he was an engineer under Microsoft, and engineers under Microsoft have to test the systems to see if the purchases work, so they have to simulate it in stores with, like, special accounts. However, they found out... He found a flaw in the accounts to where it actually gave you codes for Xbox gift cards. So instead of reporting it to his bosses, he took matters into his own hands. And, you know, um, little $5 and $10 gift cards down the line over time turned into um, a massive amount. And he worked to hide his tracks by using other coworkers' accounts to also do the same exploit to hide his tracks and also sold his cards for Bitcoin on websites that help also hide his traces but however after a certain amount of time microsoft realized that there was a spike in online purchases for the cards and when they finally looked into it they they sent um federal agents to raid vashuk's home in 2019 and as 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 defense for himself, he's he tried to argue that the mass theft was simply an experiment to increase store funding, which did not fly. So you know they were sentenced to nine years in prison and charged with restitution of eight point three million dollars. So how do y'all feel about this massive I... amount of 
mess. I'm yelling because honestly, <laughs> the audacity, the audacity, and also the way that they probably thought like, oh, I can just keep getting away with it, right? Like once after like the first two, they were like, you know, nobody's caught me yet. So I'll just keep doing it. And then all the way to just like get Bitcoin, which is the wildest thing to me. Like, yeah. I really hate this, <laughs> the Bitcoin boom and everything. Just in general, it's the worst because obviously it's also a big thing on scarcity with graphics cards. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like that's so risky and to risk your own job at like, let's just say like a great company in just the quotations of being like you know probably great benefits and all that stuff too mm -hmm. not and always just the you know they're amazing or whatever but you know it's just like i don't know i wouldn't risk my job security and all this stuff just because i want to like sell these for some bitcoin like it's just a whole wild thing and that's my thought of just reading it too is just like Oh, so you risked it all just to get some Bitcoin, and now look at look at you now. You have to owe so much money back, and are sentenced to prison, which is not great. <laughs> right, and it, even then, like they said, like the job that they were working wasn't like crumbs, you know. Like it was a decent, like a pretty good job. It was just like not a job where you can, I don't know, buy a yacht or whatever, but like it was still a decent job. So the fact that they were like, I just want to exploit this more to the best of my ability just to get caught and have to live this is like really just their fault for not just taking what they have, like not for granted. I feel like the thing is like he probably could have gotten away with it if he was just like sticking to small amounts. But then yeah, but they just build on him, and like it's just like to the point where like Microsoft like noticed a huge spike <laughs> in like gift card purchases, and it was all him. And it's like you had you had a good thing you could have gotten away with it if you just kept it <laughs> kept it yeah. chill for like one second. Right. I don't remember which I don't know. I don't think it's in this article, but I feel like it was going on for like a few years. Yeah, remembers. So just like you just got too greedy, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think greed. it said like from 2017, maybe <laughs> like they were doing it for a while. But it's just like greed is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is so funny to me. Uh, it's like the second week in a row where someone decides to fuck with a big corporation like that and thinking that it's gonna be fine. Like, oh, so last week someone decided to fuck with Nintendo and be like, yeah, let me leak this really quickly uh, and thinking and nothing was gonna happen. And then this week we're talking about someone being like, oh yeah, let me just casually steal money from one of the biggest corporations in the world. Um, Microsoft. Yeah, let, and, and thinking that nothing was gonna come of it. Like, no. And I think it's so funny to me that you would think someone that's like an engineer is like, okay, they're really smart. Like, they would think that, like, every time someone redeems a gift card, they don't have somewhere in their system where they're like, wait, where did this gift card come from? Because they, it, it has to be accounted for. Like, when you use a gift card of anything, they they can track it back to where you bought it, or like, the retailer you got it from, or whatever. So, you know, if you're doing shady shit, they will be like, hold on a minute where did they buy this? Like, this is not coming from somewhere. 
and they're smart enough to think like, oh, it's coming from the inside. So we have to figure this out. And to, for someone to just think that they can get away with it is, to me, it's like one of the funniest things to me. It's just like, really? And for what? For Bitcoin, of all things? For You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, okay, great. You're making the environment worse for everybody by partaking in bitcoin and you're gonna go to jail for like 10 years so have fun with that and it's like for what like you could have just right (laughs) like you could have just stayed in a a really good job if you reported that you probably would have gotten like either a raise or probably promote it because nobody else probably noticed that there was a flaw in the system so they would have been like "Ooh, you did that you know what i mean it's like i don't i don't know <laughs> like why would you do that i i just don't get it. it's like working at a starbucks and just stealing gift cards and being like and giving it to your friends or something like that and mm-hmm. then them being like okay so there's like 20 20 gift cards that were that are gone and we got 20 purchases recently from gift cards that are not accounted for. Oh, gee, I wonder where that came from. Like, it's... Right. Come on. Come on. It's just... It's so it's so silly to me. Like, don't fuck with big corporations like that. Come on. Right. They're going to destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's other ways to fuck with them, but not like this. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, just, just, like, $10 million. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Like, you shouldn't have gotten that. They literally could have gotten away with it if they, like, got a gift card every missing. once in a while. You know what I mean? Right. And they were like, oh, let me treat myself. Like, whatever. Like, let me get a game or two. Because it's like, okay, eat the rich. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind that. But, like, 10 million? <laughs> and, like, trading it up for Bitcoin. Like, you could have gave that to your little cousins, Billy right. and Bobby. And little right. But, no, you gave it to a Bitcoin corporation. Try to get some money that way. Like, no. It's not okay. Poor Billy and Bobby. Yeah, poor <laughs> Billy and Bobby. Poor Susie. They could have been <laughs> rolling in Xbox games. Right. They could have had it all, but nope. <laughs> no. Uncle, what's his what's his face? Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Messed it all up for everybody. Right. I'm sure yeah. that's going to become like a big thing internally too. Right. Because right. I feel like anytime there's like something in it, like an inside job or anything, like that becomes a huge thing. So that might get other people maybe in trouble. Yeah. Too. The person who only stole like 20, a $20 gift card for their birthday, they're now getting investigated. Or right. like they fixed the, the flaw in the system. And now everyone else who was only getting like a couple bucks here and there, they're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Interesting. Well, yeah. from Microsoft to, our... to PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation. And back to PlayStation in the end. And back to PlayStation. It's full circle. Full circle. It's the circle of laughs. The circle of consoles, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, so... News came out recently. I guess I don't know if it's necessarily news. Um, 
but it basically like it, recent developments <laughs> uh recent conversations uh have sparked in the indie space where um basically people have to pay $25,000 to get their game showcased in the PlayStation storefront. If you think about it, doesn't seem very indie friendly, um, considering that they probably have to pay a similar amount to even get their games on the console to begin with. And then it's like, Oh, you have to pay extra to be on the st like on the storefront. Like you'll be there, buried in the background, or you could pay us twenty five fucking thousand dollars, and we'll get you, you know, a good spot. And it really makes you think that, oh, it, are the games that they're featuring really like editor choices, or is it just paid for? Um, especially because. I don't know, as a content creator, I have to specify when things are paid for, when things are promoted, when things are sponsored. So um, where's that investigation going on for Miss Sony? Because they're surely not disclosing that people are paying for that. And they're leading us to believe that those games are either more popular, more purchased or their editor's choices and people that work for them are like, oh my God, I love this game. And now it's like, oh, are there's just it's just a, a, a pay to win situation, basically. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different things that we could get into because we we have a really really juicy uh, IGN article that goes into a lot of different facets. That that's the part that I kind of saw more of for me on my own timeline and stuff like that. That and that's the part that I kind of wanted to focus on but uh was there anything else on the article that y'all wanted to point out i guess first we can talk about the twenty-five thousand dollar thing and then we can we can add more things if we want to add more things about the article but yeah what do y'all think about about that um it's it's garbage like because <laughs> like what the article was saying it's like that's like the average like spending for like an indie comp like some of these indie companies for like a game so like why would you like you shouldn't have to pay how much you spent on the game just to get it released on a system because mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense that's like very unfair because it's like yeah triple a's can just like put it on there easily but it's just like they have to spend money to put their own game that they also spent money on onto the platform. It just, like, it doesn't seem worth it. That's why, like, nobody ever, like, goes to PlayStation. But PlayStation's like, oh, we're being so kind to, like, indie developers. We give them, like, $10 million to help support them. But I'm like, $10 million split across, like, what? How many, like, tons of developers that are out there? It's not much, especially from, like, billion-dollar companies. So, like... I just don't get why they couldn't give more and, like, not charge an arm and a leg just to have a game on their store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels it's... like... Oh, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, like, it feels like it's actively created to suppress indie games. Because, like, mm -hmm. I feel like that just... It can't be an accident. Like, 
I feel like that's Sony being like, here, let's focus our promotion on like our our own titles, our AAA titles, and then just like screw anybody who doesn't have the money to to do this. It's just it feels like it's actively made to suppress indies. That's that's basically my thoughts on that part of it. I absolutely agree because it really is just feels like they don't want to have indies on their console, which is really, really something because, you know, they and I saw in the article, too, that they they've been trying to, like, add indies just like either like just help fund them or like buy indie uh, companies or anything to or uh, some way support them. But then it's like clearly you you can't, like, eat your cake and, you know, <laughs> or whatever the saying is. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, you can't have both where you're just trying to be like, yes, I support. But then also, no, you guys have to pay to get onto our platform. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I feel like if if they wanted still, like, for indies to spend money, I feel like it has to be a very, like, on a scale where it's like, yes, with the size that indies are, they're not big like AAA companies, you know? They're not EA here. So they should be, if you if they really want to charge them, and if they need a middle ground, like, charge them way less. But, like, it's just ridiculous, and it's just like, you had, like, a $10 million fund to help support indie developers during just COVID in general. And it's just like... So do you not actually want to support them? Is it just kind of all for show, it feels now? It also... It's sad oh, oh, sorry. sorry. No, you... I was just going to add one more thing where it's just like, it's sad because it's like seeing the competitors like Xbox and Nintendo are clearly just like, they have their faults, obviously, but like are more open about like here, you know, uh, stuff with indies while well, I feel like PlayStation's kind of like look at us but also like hides things under the rug <laughs> right yeah to me this reads like it's very gatekeepy as well because it's like we're gonna fund the ones that we approve of and what and while we can assume that it, they're you know operating in good faith and they're just like oh you know it's just they they have you know a standard that they want to uphold a part of me also thinks, like, what if they're developing a game that's kind of similar to the AAA game that an original Sony studio is developing? And they're like, ooh, I don't want to compete with that, so let's bury them in the back of the store. Um, which, you know, I wouldn't put it past a big corporation to do that. I'm not, and again, it's not like Microsoft or Nintendo are extremely friendly but there is definitely a big gap between how many games how many indie titles that easily are just like only available on steam and the switch for example versus how many indies get announced for playstation right so it's definitely not a fun thing to see because it's 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 like on one hand they want to they they're doing the big corporation thing of like here's how much money we're spending towards this thing that we care a lot about and then their actions reflect otherwise it's like you know the people that showcase how much they donate to a specific charity and then they their actions contradict 
what they just did. And then when they get called out for it, they're like, no, but look how much money we did. We raised for that. Look how much money we put up, up, like we set aside for that. So it's like, they clearly, there, there are good intentions to a certain degree of like, yeah, there are funding studios. Like that's a, a, that's a thing that is going on, but it's also like the, even the $25,000 that were mentioned, that's for like a decent spot. Like there's mentions of, people spending $100,000 to be featured probably like in the in the bigger parts of the storefront and and, st- and stuff like that so it's like you don't know like an indie dev is not going to know if it's going to be worth it to begin with i even like i've even saw conversations before just to like in general put their games on ps4 and how much a lot of indies don't think it's going to pay them back anyway so they just don't port their games to ps4 anyway or ps5 um so it's just like i get it and and like sony can easily promote their own games too it's not like you know indies being there is gonna take away from that because they can just easily have the first page that we go into be like sony stuff and sony exclusives and all that um but I don't know. I, I just wish things like that were more, like, algorithm-based and it was, like, actually what gamers want to see or, like, cater to people depending on the types of games that they've been playing rather than it being, like, oh, this person paid for so we're just going to say it's, like, featured. And it's, like, well, they it's that's an ad <laughs> that you probably should have to disclose, but regardless, that's another conversation for another day. Um... Yeah, it's just it's it's very it's very scummy to me for the developers and also for the customers because then you go onto these storefronts and now you don't know if like oh they paid a lot to be there or if it's a game that's actually very popular and a lot of people are playing it. You know what I mean? Right. It's also really like very telling. (laughs) (laughs) It's also very telling too because like I remember like one day probably about a month ago I was just like on the PlayStation Store and I was like oh there's like a little indie tab for like that week or whatever and I click it and it's like I'm not even exaggerating there were probably like twenty to thirty games and that was it Mm -hmm. like there were there were not many like I reached the bottom of the list after like a minute like it's very telling how playstation is even from like just an average consumer that like there's there's no real support or anything for like any indie developers on there yeah and it's like the popular ones always too like the ones that i feel like even people who are you know main more mainstream in the indie world as well it's never just like ones that you might find on like itch.io or anything it's always like Here's this big name, and then we helped fund them as well, most likely. That's what I'm going to just say as my thoughts. But yeah, it's just like, it's sad. And it makes me, I have a PlayStation 5. Obviously, it's for like, they have all these exclusives. That's like the main reason. And I always have just been a PlayStation person in in general. But it's really just sad because it's like, well... You never really had that on like a lot of your consoles anyway is always just like it was hard to find indies which mm-hmm. doesn't help to get small companies out there at all yeah and just like reading reading more into this like the process of developing for playstation sounds just so stressful yeah because like 
I'm I'm seeing here like like developers like taking months to get like kits for for PlayStation hardware to develop with taking months to get replies on like very simple things. And it's like it just it just sounds like such a stressful process. It's no wonder there's there's not more like PlayStation isn't more known for indie games because like they make developing for them like so stressful. I I can't imagine. <laughs> like I I imagine it would be it would be like more worthwhile to develop for like Steam and for Switch than than this experience because this experience sounds so stressful and like um you know it's bad when they have to go for nintendo because <laughs> nintendo <laughs> is not like nobody I... none of these corporations are like perfect but you know it's bad when nintendo is the one where they're like oh let me go for that one because i'm sure nintendo also has their own things but we actually were talking about uh this like off stream a while ago how like sometimes we go on the nintendo e-store and we're like how did this get through their like thing because like a lot of these games are like nintendo is publishing that and it's like a lot of those games that you see every once in a while on your steam and you're like oh okay and to see those on nintendo it it really makes you think like nintendo is usually pretty behind on things and for them to be the good option for a lot of indies is very telling and not in a good way for nintendo but in a terrible way for everyone else because <laughs> right. nintendo yeah, is usually not the, the cool one not the nice one so telling honestly it's... and i think we've talked about it briefly like um on one of the past episodes too because i think there was like a chart with the prices too and we already know kind of like that like normally indies like you always just have to like if you're gonna go for switch they have to like be like day one in development also making sure it's gonna be on the switch because it's like such a process also there which is see it so like you said it's like it's kind of sad it's kind of funny just to be like oh look at nintendo they're not that great but they're out there thriving with these indies and i will say mm -hmm. i casually look at the eShop every other day i feel <laughs> and i definitely remember just scrolling down i was like letting y'all know <laughs> some of the some of the titles because i was just like oh how did this get in here like what is why is this here <laughs> miss miss solitaire and, and, and you know <laughs> and titties titties solitaire <laughs> oh my god honestly as a switch user i'm thriving I'm having right. a great time. <laughs> the Switch is like my go-to for indies, I feel, as well, actually. Like, this, obviously, like, PC as well, but I feel like just having it, like, in my hand and I could, like, sit on the couch and play indies and they're always, like, for the most part, either, like, feels good for me, the ones that I get, or, like, if there are ones that I'm, like, gonna, I don't know, murder people. <laughs> If I'm doing a moiter, it's also nice to just be sitting on my couch, <laughs> cuddling my dog, doing a mortar. <laughs> so it's so fun and festive and casual. We right. love that. You can play it on the TV, you can take it on the go. People can look over my shoulders, see that I'm playing some the solitaire game. <laughs> they want. 
but yeah, yeah. it's it's just I don't I don't even know about Xbox too much, which is the funny thing. I feel like Xbox I feel like I know probably the least about, but I feel like they're also at least a step above Sony where and I'm sure it's probably easier to get it on the Xbox. I'm not sure. I would have to check on sources about that. But I feel like it would probably be a little bit easier since it's like probably kind of like porting the PC version over. Right. And then they've kind of been proud about like indies. <laughs> They're probably somewhere in the middle because you see a lot of indies showing up on Game Pass as well. So mm -hmm. they are probably somewhere in the middle where they they're probably not the go-to. Because uh, when we saw, like, the Wholesome Direct and stuff like that, for example, like, we saw a lot of them just being, like, Steam, Steam, Steam and Switch, Steam and Switch, and a lot of them we didn't see Xbox or PlayStation, so I'm just assuming that Xbox is probably, like, you probably have to strike a, a deal with them in order for it to be on Game Pass, to be on their storefront, and it's probably just either not as bad as PlayStation, but not as good, quote-unquote, as Nintendo, probably, um, but you know, we can only speculate. We don't know everything. And obviously we only know the news of PlayStation. We haven't seen, as far as I know, I uh, haven't seen really any, uh, developers talk about how much it is to put their games on the Switch or Xbox or even the Steam storefront and stuff like that. So we don't really know everything that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, so we can only like speculate and discuss based on what we do know. Um, but yeah. That's it for our news stories for the week. Let us know what you think, everybody. We would love to hear your thoughts and concerns. And um, yeah, let's get into what we're playing, what we've been playing lately. Do you want to go first, Spinny G? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good, Rubario. <laughs> I, okay, so I've been away from the podcast for a little bit and I've been, I've been doing a lot um i okay so like pretty much all of last month i was in animal crossing planning a wedding for norma and tipper my my two lesbian cows that live yeah. on my island so iconic and it, was, it was so fun to like share their wedding with y'all and like it was just such a like a beautiful little moment and i was just like surprisingly like warmed my heart and i was just like Ugh. They're in love. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was started as like a goofy, like fun idea. Let's like let's marry these cows in Pride Month. Uh <laughs> let's go lesbians. And then and then I was just like, actually, this is really like sweet and cute. <laughs> and I'm kind of emotional about it. So that was that was amazing. That was amazing to share with y'all and like be able to do that was really fun um i finished famicom detective club the missing air last night <sighs> that game i'm not gonna get too into specifics because spoilers but oh my god what an incredible story and game and i'm so excited to play the sequel i'm just i did not go into that game expecting it to be so dramatic suspenseful gripping <laughs> like... right yeah 
I just feel like the the entire time I was I was just like I have no idea what's gonna happen next and like even towards the end when like I thought I'd put the pieces together there was like new like new information new shifts and I was just it blew my mind so absolutely absolutely recommend that game can't recommend that game enough um and I'm really excited to play the sequel soon hopefully that's what I've been up to what about you Ruby? iconic behavior um i haven't been up to too much because i actually did take the week off and a lot of my gaming happens on stream <laughs> that's just how i am i love to share my experience with games with people um so one thing that has been really taking over for me has been final fantasy brave exvius war of the visions it's the final fantasy tactics but mobile and free and they recently had a they they have an event with the warrior of light mr final fantasy as uh pants likes to call him um so i officially got mr final fantasy on my team i'm super excited and um there i forget his name but there was like a character poll for like popularity and this like bara dude just juicy dude is the winner of the poll and i was like i need so i got him as well uh so we love that with those high-waisted pants uh -huh. those out there <laughs> the chicken legs <laughs> The, dr the juicy drumsticks, the, the titties, titties aplenty, mm -hmm. um, and we love to see it, and we love to see it. And actually, that's like one of the few Final Fantasies where I've actually seen like a diverse cast of characters, because like even recently there's an event where there's like uh, a character that's like darker skinned than the rest of the characters. And I was like, oh, work, can you get him for free? And he's like super, like ultra rare or something like that. And you just have to do a quest. Um, and there's like another girly that's also darker skinned. There's like people that aren't just twinks, you know what I mean? Um, as far as like body shapes and stuff like that. So it's really nice to just like boot up your game and be like, oh, we, there's fat characters. There's characters that are darker skinned than others. Not everyone looks like a porcelain doll. Even though they did whitewash the girly from Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, well, that was that was fourteen's doing. So yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Final it. Fantasy doing that. Right. <laughs> They did keep Titus in his original skin tone, so we love to see it. When they, they did oh the Final God. Fantasy X event, they kept Titus, uh, you know, the the skin tone that he was originally. They I think they tried to, like, whitewash him a little bit with, like, specific fan arts and stuff like that, but not in that game. Um, Yuna is definitely very pale, but, <laughs> uh, but not Titus. Not Titus. I think Orin as well is not, like super white too which is nice because that's the original skin tone as well of of his character um but yeah like i'm not gonna say the square enix is perfect with representation because they're not especially like recently we didn't cover it but they had like a partnership with twitch and they only basically chose white people as the creators to be featured to have like drops and stuff like that um so that was a whole thing as well so not saying that square enix is perfect whatsoever but i i really do like this game the art style is really nice so if you're like missing that like final fantasy tactics like fire emblem kind of play style that it's definitely a good choice especially for a free game as well um 
but yeah, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it, to be honest. Uh, oh, I got into Tekken. <laughs> randomly oh. i've had tekken is it seven i, I forget six seven i don't know mm-hmm. seven. did you do it did you do it for mr tekken who's in the smash <laughs> no not at all <laughs> like i just i booted up my ps4 because i wanted to redeem the pride um the pride theme which is not that great but i still redeemed it happy pride happy brian um hey, they're so late on that too by the way i feel right it was like mid-month and they were like hi we have a theme and i was like oh great uh, right. I'm, I'm like, you know, getting le- ready to like decompress and like stop celebrating for a second. And they're like, hi, happy <laughs> pride. Um, but yeah, I just, I booted up my PS4 and it's been a minute since I booted up my PS4. Uh, and I just kind of looked at my games and I was like, I'm kind of in a Tekken mood. So I just booted it up. I finished like all the side stories, uh, which the story mode isn't that great in that game, to be honest. Um, I really do miss the like OG Tekken games where you went through arcade mode and then you just had a, like a, ju- a juicy cutscene at the end for each character. Um, but you know, you can unlock like different movies from like different games and stuff like that. So that led me to getting into the original Tekken and playing a little bit of that. But I do want to save it for stream because I, I do want to experience like those like cursed CGI cutscenes from like 94, 95. I want to experience that on stream and react to that on stream because those are a journey. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for me, honestly. A little bit Fortnite here and there. But yeah, what about you, Pants? Oh my god, what am I playing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been playing a little bit of, uh, what is it, World's End Club, which is kind of like, it's really cute, but then it's also kind of got like the like Danganronpa, Zero Escape kind of feels where it's just like, oh, what's going on here? Um, these These girlies are trapped in this like, what it looks like an underwater dome (laughs) like why are they there and then it was kind of like because it's it's rated t but it was kind of just like oh like you all have these tasks on your wristband but it's like another person's task and if they mess theirs up like you can sabotage other people if they do you're just like oh are they are they dead are they just put in a cage we don't know because i don't want to talk about that anyway spoilers <laughs> but it was i mean there's a lot going on because uh as much as i can say without spoiling obviously <laughs> it is wild for sure and then you sometimes have to do like you'll get um different choices to do things also and it's just like there's a whole branch on things and i was like ooh this is pretty cool and all the characters are really cute and i feel like for the most part it's it's better like i love dongon roba but they always have like the same kind of like here's like the this nasty character and here's like like the the one who's like too flirty or just like you know, disgusting, and then there's, like, this character. Like, they always have, like, the same kind of archetypes, and I feel like that's, like, in a lot of visual novels, and this is kind of, like, visual novel and platformer. Um, And I feel like I like these characters a lot more. There's a little bit of diversity in it as well, and I feel like it's just... It's better because it's, like, not every character is always, like, you know, 
the fat character is not just always the butt of the joke, which is nice. Um, but it's really, it's just really kind of cute also. Everybody is adorable and they're like really brightly colored and everything. And it feels kind of like Pokemon, I feel, in this style. So it's just like, ooh, look at all these kids as like, they're sabotaging each other. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh my god, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, <laughs> it's like when Every like when puppies are like harder. fighting each other and like their way of playing and we're like, oh look at them being so cute and they like they're like one bite away from like ripping each other's like necks off or something like that and you're like, oh look at them being friends and they're just like right. going at it. <laughs> exactly. But I love the index fight. Dex and I last night playing Fortnite. <laughs> just like, oh, so how are you, why are you driving like this? Why are you Before driving like, like this? <laughs> but yeah, it's actually it's kind of cute. It's kind of iconic. Um, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of Switch games. I feel because I I still need to play as I keep calling it retrograde. <laughs> The Final Fantasy VII Remake Retrograde. I downloaded it finally. My PlayStation may have been asleep. It would it was to sleep for a little too long. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, I'll sit back down and play it later. And then I kept forgetting. Because I kind of just let it like download in the background. Because I had to do like the upgrade to the PS5. And then download it. It was a whole process. Like it felt like a day process. Which was too much for me. So I need to play that still, but that is on my radar. Um, I'm trying to get back into Genshin. I've been slacking on it because it's just hard for me to play games. <laughs> Sometimes if they're not, if I, I just go to YouTube and watch mindless videos half the time. But like, yeah, I'm trying to get back into Genshin. I started Honkai actually like last night. <laughs> Honkai Impact, which is the first game that MiHoYo made, I believe. Uh, so it's the first one that they made. It's like this action uh, game as well. Um, I prefer it on mobile because, I don't know, it's like fully keyboard uh, on PC and you can download it on PC. Uh, I just wanted it to like be like Genshin where I can like click my mouse button to for like my attacks or anything and instead it's like j to like do this one attack and like i for your special and k Ooh. to dodge and i was like I, you know <laughs> i look at my keyboard right like, same i, I was like where, I where like is that too... let me Ooh. yeah it feels too <laughs> close obviously you have like you're wasted for moving but it was just like i don't know i feel like if, if i'm gonna play on pc i have to get like a controller which i i do have my playstation controllers i have not tried it on pc yet but normally i feel like playstation likes to fight you when you put plug it into pc so maybe i'll just have to get an xbox one or maybe i'll just get an xbox Ooh. <laughs> i let me just get a full-on xbox just to have a controller a xbox Xbox Pride controller or Pride console win. Right? Win. Please. It was like, 
I was really hoping at the end of the Pride, they would have just been like, you know what, we'll sell like all our extras. Happy or Pride, like... we're selling them. It would be so fierce if in July they made the, like the, the thing, they were like, oh, Pride is all year round here at Microsoft, so we're selling it all year round. That would be so good. Microsoft, listen to us. That would be such a, right. that would be such a, a little stab at everyone else. <laughs> I try to at them every once in a while and just be like, when is it? <laughs> just to remind them, like, it. hi. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I'm about to slide into those DMs if I can and just be like, hello. Hello, hello? can you really sell it? Can I buy it? I, I want a controller at least. And I want this Can one. I please give you money? Can I give you money, money. please? You do not have to give it to me. For free. I just want to get it in any way possible. <laughs> I will spend whatever amount that you want. Even if you were like, you have to buy a console, I'll be like, well, that's fine. I'll I... buy the console. <laughs> At this point, you just want an excuse to buy an Xbox. Right, that's what I'm hearing. I, I know I've kind of like gone off the tangent of games I played, but I almost did buy an Xbox from Best Buy the other day. Well, I almost I it got like a PS5, so it's. You know, we look away, right. both of us are like, mm, not I literally was going through like the transaction almost, got to like basically the last page and was no. like, you know, maybe, maybe I should. Not that. So I did stop myself because I was already like, I, w I always have PayPal as like my thing. So I was like going through, putting that in, <laughs> was like pick up at my store my and then God. i was just like literally the last thing to be like confirmed and i was like you know maybe, <laughs> maybe i shan't yeah because i was just like you know i'll just try my you know try it out because best way has a thing where it's like you click it like add to cart and it'll be like you have to keep checking back every once in a while Sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but I was like, I clicked it once and it like went in my cart and I was like, oh, maybe it's fake. Oh. <laughs> and then you said, let's challenge fake and said no. <laughs> I said no. I sat on it and I was like, obviously it's going to sell out. <laughs> I do not need it. I have my PlayStation 5. I do not need another console right now. But a Game Pass. <laughs> I'm looking at I Maybe perceive. I'll play more. I'll see if Other game. Yeah. <laughs> what are you playing? Well, I'm still doing my little weekly and weeklies and dailies in 14. Um, I do my little daily quests in Fortnite, trying my best to level up. Um, and then lastly, I picked up, you know... A little retro tease again. I was playing it for Speed Underground 2. Um, did I beat the first game? No. I have not touched it since I tried to play last time. And I was eight races away from the end. Or less than eight. And the the races were just hard. And I would select easy difficulty. And they were still eating my ass. So I had to put that game away and say, say I beat it. But I didn't. Um, and I moved on to the second, and I've I've been having fun. I know I've mostly enjoyed this one more. I forgot that there was a story to these games, and it, it does stories make sense? Not really, but they're fun the nonetheless. <laughs> 
it's just like, oh, you won. Oh, um, join our posse or else. And then you say or else. And then they're like, oh, or else. And then they like crash you and you nearly die. And <laughs> so then you're hospitalized. And then when you leave the hospital, you like go to some other place that happens to have the the crew of cars that like crashed you at the beginning of the game. So that you have to like race against them. So like that's the story. So it's like messy and very straight. But you know, I ignore the straightness and just have fun because I love a racing game moment. So I've been by that. I was about to ask, like, what do you mean by straight? Like, <laughs> are the roads straight? Are, is everybody straight? No, it's it's, <laughs> it's that, you know, the the girly with big fucking tits just in our face being like, oh, you want a car? Well, I, I'll be in charge of you and shit like that. And then, like, it, they were like, you you won the babe. And I'm like, no, I didn't, girl. Oh, no. I won my race. That's what I run. But yeah. Ugh. My favorite mm. thing to do in racing games is just to turn off the in-game soundtrack and listen to my own extremely yes. sexual soundtrack. Blasting mm-hmm. K-pop as I mute all this like rap hip-hop music. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like bopping down the road to Luna and just swer- swerving wildly <laughs> because I'm gay and I can't drive. I'm having Literally a when are, now the real question is when do we all start playing Sonic Racing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe soon. Maybe that's coming soon. Maybe so. TM. Speaking of what's coming soon, do we all want to go down the line and talk about our channels, what where people can find us, content that people can look forward to? What about that? Sure. <laughs> Maybe so. Can I start us off, Dex? Sure. Hi, I'm Dextralicious. You can find me on Twitter, Dextralicious, probably streaming art whenever I feel like it. Um, you can catch me on YouTube at Dextralicious, where I should hopefully be uploading some K-pop album unboxing soon. So look out for that. But you can also find all of my like gaming videos that are basically just uploaded from my PS4 on my YouTube. And then if you want to see me rant about K-pop or men being irritating, you can go to my Twitter at DexisMS. Yes, me. <laughs> what about you, Pam? Hi, I'm Pants Trabian. I'm that on basically almost everything. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I think that's all. I don't remember all the social medias. Uh, I stream. I kind of stopped going with the schedule, but kind of like do have a schedule. But I normally stream Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Um, I'm a little VTuber. Sometimes I, I play variety games. Sometimes I'm doing a little bit of art uh, if my tablet wants to work. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's where you can find me. What about you, Ruby? As I said, I took this past week off. Uh, I really needed it. I feel like a lot of queer creators, you're, you're probably going to see a lot of us taking breaks just randomly in July, especially now towards the beginning. 
Um, but I am going to be streaming tomorrow uh, as of the time we're recording this. So Sunday, um, if you're listening to this on podcast services, maybe this already happened. So you can watch the VOD, I guess, at twitch.tv slash Project Ruby. Um, but yes, I'm going to be doing a new fundraising for charity. I'm going to be raising money for Rebuilding Alliance. They are an organization that is dedicated to helping Palestinian families in need at and in need and advocating for equal rights um and uh yeah i'm gonna be doing a japanese food mukbang that we reached the goal of uh on a previous charity stream which should be fun um yeah i'm just excited i'm gonna celebrate my 2000 follower uh milestone as well so that's gonna be exciting i'm thinking of doing like a six hour stream i love that this is happening tomorrow and i'm like think maybe this is gonna happen like that and maybe this is how it's gonna go um but you know just maybe it should be six hours exactly maybe uh you know making plans at this time of the day in this economy i don't know about that um (laughs) but yeah other than that like i i'm gonna go back to playing final fantasy 7 remake and beat that game uh i have a few games queued up after that from like charity fundraisers and stuff like that uh so we're gonna get into those as well (laughs) We perceive, uh uh-huh. And um, that's basically it. Everything at Project Ruby. Uh, I just also uh, posted an article that I got featured on for Kotaku talking about my experiences with the LG, not the LGBT tag, with the new identity tags alongside a lot of amazing uh, fellow marginalized creators. So definitely an amazing read. You can find that on my Twitter, which is also at Project Ruby. So um, yeah. What about you, Spin? I am on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok, all at SpinBlend. Next week, I am going to be taking one of those queer streamer breaks. Because uh, I'm going to be going to going to visit my partner. So that will be a fun time. But after that, I'll be back uh, the week after next. And I'm running this mu- huge month-long birthday event across my stream and my shop so i'm planning events all month long i have uh, a sub goal to fund a an april may cosplay for my drag me to berlin blend uh so we could play phoenix right as april may and i also have a 25 percent off sale going on for the whole month in my shop and two new cake themed soaps that's what i got going on iconic Love behavior that. We'd love to see it. Uh, yes, please follow us. You can find all of our links and our fellow co-hosts are, that weren't able to make it to today's episode all in our descriptions everywhere. Uh, thank you so much for watching and listening. We're going to be back next week, same time, same place, at Just Gaming Things Everywhere. Look up Just Gaming Things Podcast on your favorite podcast services to find us over there and over on YouTube as well because we don't have custom URL links for those, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yes, we're, we're getting ever so close to our 100 follower mark. So maybe if you follow us for free on twitch.tv slash just gaming things, maybe we're going to plan a special, a special stream for that. But, you know, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe and have fun with your games, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.